Thank you for listening to It's On Us Podcast. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and enjoy the episode. I wouldn't call him okay. Lake Fury, though. I know, well. But just hold on, just hear him out, though. Okay. Hear him out. So, I first met Ash, 10th grade, okay? Mm-hmm. You ain't got to go Man. back that dang far now. Or, you, okay, <laughs> do you want to know how we, the, all the podcast came together? Just I mean, us as no, a just group. a group. As a group. Podcast. I was there when y'all Tell them how the podcast came about. We don't need to go back to so high school. Came, okay, so I worked with him at Paragon for about a year, a little over a year. He had always talked about it. I'm like, you know what? That's a good idea. Like, we could we could do it. Like, right. So after that, you know, we didn't work together anymore. We still talked, obviously, but we like didn't talk about that anymore. Then came around early 2020. I'm just like, why don't we get some shit together? Like, why don't we do something? So then I then I reach out to John and Ash. We start talking about it. I thought it was late 2019. It was like late 2019, early okay. 2020. So I start talking to them about it. So we're just chit chatting about it, nothing serious. Then in June we like, let's have a meeting. Fuck it, if we gonna do it, let's do it. He was buying some stuff from Ash that day, or setting up an order. So. He just came over when we had our first meeting and was like, you want to join? Mm-hmm. And he said, sure. And so that's how he joined. And then Brian helps us, helped us get mics and help us like get better with our quality. Julian just helps with just helping us stay structured. For right. Real, for yeah. Real. Keep like us he, on a straight path. Like he punks us when he, when, you know, when we need it. But yeah. So that's, that's how all this came together. So it started with you, what you're saying. No. Yes, yes. I was the catechism that I pulled. No, you I'm the fucking glue. Get the fuck over it. Listen, this is the thing though. There's a difference between people that think shit and people that do shit. You what thought about I, it. Yes, you but guess what? But well, what, I, what was the motivation for you to like get to the next step of like how do I really take take this serious now? Set up a meeting with the people that I've talked about it with and see if they're on it with me. Okay, we started in your garage. Yes, we started in the garage. Mm-hmm. And then we came. It's been a basement. slow climb for what? We. Last June, I mm-hmm. think, was our first recording. We had our first meeting, like, end of May. Because we set goals for ourselves. We said, all right, if we're going to do this, let's have, uh, you know, this, this, and this by this day. And, you know, we was doing our research. Then, guess what? We actually did not start off with this. Or this. Mm-hmm. Or these. Oh, yeah. Bro, we started off with some equipment. It was, it was bad. Looked like we, we were trying to communicate with, like, you know, some SOS emergency <laughs> army. Bro, <people>. like, <laughs> like, they were the old school microphones like Man. this. Yeah. The stands were shitty quality. Our soundboard only had enough for two mics. We were holding our mics. Right? Yeah, we were holding Yeah, you got to start somewhere. Our soundboard shit. was only enough for two mics. We had to get a splitter. Then we got a different soundboard. Then we got this one. Finally, like, we've, we went through it, bro. We had to get stands, get headphones, like... But we've, we did it. We here. We here. Episode yeah. 21. 21. You know what? Because I heard this the other day from just plenty of people. It ain't even just one person I'm a single out. Everybody who's successful just says keep on going. It don't matter what it is. Like, if you really want to do it, keep on going. Don't stop. Because the moment you stop, then it stops. So the fact that we keep doing this every week, it really does make me happy. Because eventually, we're going to get this together because we're attracting, I feel like, the energy we need to make it grow. Because, you know, the more you practice something, the better you get at it. Mm-hmm. What is the saying that say they say, like, uh... Faith without work is dead, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's kind of like what we've been doing. We put our faith into something, into something that we really believed in, and now 
Look at us here. We got this equipment now, but it's okay. Like, eventually, we'll get even better equipment, different studio space. Like, we're fine. Man. Just fine. stay consistent. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Jacob? Oh, you want me to bring us in? Mm-hmm. So, welcome to episode 21. 21. So, we have a very special guest with us. Would you like to introduce yourself, sir? Go ahead. You got it. Mr. Ivan Huff. You're... Right, is joining us today for this uh, special episode where we just going to talk about who knows. Yeah. No. Stop, man. We're going to talk about talking accountability. About? What do Ivan is, is a police officer in Illyria. Let's formally introduce him. So today we're going to ask him how he even got into the field of work. Mm-hmm. So that way we can see the mindset of uh, a cop that is neighbor a neighborhood friend, I guess you could say. Right. Makes sense, right? Because. Let's do with everything that's going on. So our past episodes, we kind of just put one word as like an umbrella and then see what falls under it. So this topic kind of came up with the policeman for accountability because of all the things that have been happening in the news. And we just felt like we needed to talk to somebody that's from the neighborhood in that system that can give us like light or information. So people aren't so quick to gravitate towards like quick information. The best way to put this pretty much, we're getting the information to what from most people source. say, yeah, straight from the horse's mouth versus what's being fed to us every day on social media because we always question, you know, the what ifs on social media is this real or not? Mm-hmm. So, we got a officer here who's gonna, you know, be real with us and talk to about accountability, and it comes straight from the horse's mouth. There ain't no make believe with this, mm-hmm. and we're gonna have fun with this, yes, sir. Let's get it. All right, so the first question What made you want to be a police officer? Uh, so obviously, I went to high school, I went to high school to all y'all, mm-hmm. right? Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Went to Lorraine. Everybody wanted to play basketball, play sports, whatever. Went yeah. to college. Mm-hmm. Didn't know what I wanted to do still. I started off as an auto diesel mechanic, but it was more of a hobby, so I dropped okay. out of college. Hmm. And then I went to uh, Walsh University down in Canton. Nice. Um, then I just, as something to do, I took criminal justice. So criminal justice class, you do philosophy, sociology, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I still didn't know what I wanted to be. I was just chilling. Just going through the motions, and one day we had a it was an African American uh, like studies class mm-hmm. where um, African Americans obviously they came in and talked to us about like jobs that not are hard for African Americans, but they get challenged in society just because of what's going on today. And a cop from Shaker Heights came, and he's from Cleveland. So I'm like, all right, I'm from Lorraine. He's from Cleveland. If he can do it, I can do it. You know, right. Mm-hmm. And he said he had the same challenge. He didn't know what he wanted to do. Obviously, cops don't get that good rep around there, around Cleveland, around anywhere around the world. And seeing that he's black, I'm black. And I was like, okay, I can do it. He's like, just come down to Shaker real quick. We'll do a couple ride-alongs, see how you like it. Went to Shaker. Ever since then, he was like my mentor. We still talk to today, not as much as we did back then, but um, that's what got me into that's it. That's awesome. What is the officer's name? Uh, officer. He, he doesn't work at Shaker no more. I believe he uh, moved out to uh, – I think he got another job in Middleburg Heights, I believe, but uh, Officer Thomas. Shout out to you, Officer Thomas. If you hear this message, you are appreciated. Thank you for for being a positive influence in this young man's life. That's the thing, though, because it's like being African-American and then trying to be a cop is like, oh, you're choosing the other side. But it's really, I want to protect us. So Coming from our community, it's like you almost get labeled an Uncle Tom off-rip or something like that. So until you make a report with the community, which you make a report... It's, it's hit or miss. Some people, you'll go out in the community, they'll see you a couple of times, they'll, you know, get to know your vibe as a cop. They they won't call you Uncle Tom as much. But then some people that just, 
ain't in tune with society, ain't in tune with life, they'll keep that, you know, Uncle Tom or Trader talk, or you supposed to be my brother talk and try to get out of some shit that they got themselves into. Right. So narcissism at its highest, yeah. pretty much. So they'll try not put you against them, but like they'll try to put you against your own community. But it's like if you're strong minded, it really don't matter. Right, because you can't really say because of one person saying, oh, you're supposed to pretty much help me out because you look like me. That's like, no, that's not right. right. Because if I do wrong, I expect to be punished for what I did wrong. Right. I don't expect to get out of trouble because somebody looks like me. Like, that's not a get-out-of-jail-free card for nobody. Right, exactly. And it's cool, like, when you come into the people, like, it's, it's people that, you know, we didn't grow up with that doing shit. Not that they ain't supposed to do, but everybody got their hustle, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like that. And even in like a leader, you'll see everyone got their hustle, but some they they'll respect you to a certain level, you know, like you, they doing their own thing, they know it's against the law, but at the end of the day sometimes I'll see them, I'll shake them up or whatever and we'll go around we'll go about our business, you know. Yeah. Right. Because it's not like you're catching them doing nothing wrong in the act yeah, nothing exactly. like that so it's like like gotta treat them like a civilian until right i just don't think people like in their mind like who their officer like oh yeah i got a cousin i work that's be doing that i'm out your ass like i'm coming for you like no right they don't no. they don't care about i feel like you guys don't care about that you care about like making sure the city's safe you know illegal stuff is going to happen mm -hmm. right. it's just a part of this whole system but like you understand that like okay my role is to come in try to show other youth that like you can be an officer and it's okay right. you can be like anything you want to be just like be a strong-minded person right. overall and the way i always look at officers are you know there are they are our protectors you know what i mean so why wouldn't i want somebody who does look like me to protect me so you know i encourage black people to go be cops it's cool and it's all right to be a cop because you end up protecting your own your own community that you grew up in or a nearby community that you might, you know, relate with off rip because it might be just like yours back at home. So right. I feel like there ain't nothing wrong with growing up and wanting to be a cop and policing your own community. And that way, you know, maybe there's a, it'll develop a better relationship between the community and cops because you just see more people like you and you understand again, when you do wrong, I'm just going to get punished for it. Right. And it's not like my people are picking right. on me. That, that, uh, familiar faces in higher places really does, play a role like kids are sponges we know that right so right. exactly if you see somebody that's like you in the higher spaces like the first president or the first black president that gives fuel to like man i can really be a president now like right, right once you see it then it's like it's a real thing but even for you like i've been like okay so before you even got became an officer what was your job before that i worked at lowe's i was just a lowe's associate and, then, and then the transition from like working out low, you like, said, I'm, just, I'm sorry. Man. The way you said that, you like, said, you I'm sound just, so depressed, like I was a Lowe's associate. I'm just working, trying to find uh, lights for people. Flowing through life. Flowing through life, man. So you weren't like, you weren't happy at Lowe's, though, right? Lowe's is a cool job. Like, it was like my second job out. Of, I was working there in high school, too. So, like, Lowe's pays pretty good. Hey, so, shout out to them. I actually just picked up my plants from them today just hey, before I came over here. There you go. Get some soil. Could help you Watch. out. <laughs> um, they they pay, pay pretty good, but I didn't see myself going, you know, higher and higher in that field of lows. So, yeah. So, I guess after you saying that, the next question we're going to ask you is do you see yourself going higher and higher with it being a cop or a, de a detective or? Uh, pretty much you see yourself in. elevating in your own career or are you yeah. okay with your position like right now i'm trying to elevate right now i don't really detective like work is a lot of team a lot of work as gabe knows you've seen the picture i've I recently made the swat team in year two what um 
Hey. Which is just a blessing, man. It's fun. You Shout know, you get to, to do stuff that, you know, you, you see on TV and shit, you know. Um, it's not more like TV, but you know what I'm saying. Like, you see right, right, right. the SWAT team, you see you dressed in black, you jumping out the van. Oh, they real. Yeah. Oh, they bought that action. And so, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, jump TTG, out boys. Train to go. Exactly. And it's, it's, it's cooler than when you're in the moment. It's a real cool thing. Like people make fun of you for doing shit like that, but it, it is what it is. It's 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 adrenaline rush. That's what I was about to say. Everybody has their adrenaline. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like you said, yours is jumping out like that. I got concerts. That's my adrenaline rush. Exactly. So it's like I, I got right. a great question actually. So have and you, all you got to do is say yes or no. Like, have you been a part of a you know raid already with the team? I've been a part of two raids. Yeah. Two raids. Like, are they always early morning? I mean, you ain't got to give away um, nothing, like, because, I mean, I be hearing stories sometimes, like, man, y'all be showing up at, like, 4, 5 in the morning, like. They are boom, early morning. Like, a like reality that. check, like, here you go, let's go. <laughs> it's just a part of the tactics, so you know. It that early. There you yeah. go. It's a part of the tactics, you know. Smart. You, everyone's sleep, you know. Get in, get out. Get in, get out. You know, hopefully what we're there for, the, the subject we're there for is there, so. And you don't wake up the neighbors, hopefully. You try not to wake up the neighbors, but, you know. Like I said, you see the movies when it comes to SWAT. There's a lot of there's a lot of noise that comes, a lot of window breaking. Uh, is that necessary? Sound like your windows? country cousins mm-hmm. and pulled in. Is town, it necessary huh? to like break windows and break doors and just kick so, over random tables? Like just the, the kicking over random tables. That's more a movie thing. But okay. like the windows and stuff. Like there, you you go to like SWAT school and stuff. It's called breaching. Like so, okay. If someone's on the sense. porch, obviously if you're sleeping or whatever. Um. Some people have like doors bolted up with two by fours. If you you know out here selling and stuff, you're gonna you know you're gonna protect your house. You know, so like mm-hmm. right, you, you gotta breach the window. You gotta you know, uh, there's different tools you use, but you put the tool through the window. You got you gotta knock the window. You gotta knock even the door off. Um, one raid I wasn't a part of. Uh, the FBI came out. I was still on Ooh. duty though. Um, people might have heard about this. The FBI brought out a. Um, a truck with a ram pole on it. No, I did so, not hear about this. So they they like rammed the whole because this chick. It's a long story, but she like barricaded herself in a house and it was like a hostage situation. Oh my! So they brought the FBI out from Cleveland with the like you guys seen uh, NWA? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That very first very first part of the movie where that truck is and they had that ram pole on there and they yeah. blow the doors the porch off. Oh mm-hmm. my god! That's what happened. Oh my! So I mean, you got to use the tools you got. I would it, like to just see that. That's like. Intense though. Yeah, that was my first time seeing it. I yeah. was like, damn. So, <laughs> but even though, okay, so like the raids, like they're going for like the bigger, like, you know, you have contract with somebody that's important this, so you're trying to like stop that. That's so, what they're so, doing, type of deal. Like, they want to like. So basically, like, I guess what you're trying to say, they're not going for Jimmy down the street that's selling dime bags. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, you're not going for no dime bag seller. Um, you going for people that you know are big names out in the street, but it's it's more like the intel from the detectives. So I don't really, we don't really. It kind of just trickles down. The detectives do their work, right, uh, the narcotics right. do their work, mm-hmm. and then they, you know, SWAT team just goes out there and those get them, they just get them. <laughs> execute the shit, mm-hmm. right? And they're pretty like much the, players. the way they look at it, they're removing somebody who's infecting the neighborhood heavily yeah. in numbers. So yeah. they protect their community. If somebody is rotting the community, get that person off the streets. 
That's yeah. the idea, though. Right, because my thing is, if you find out that, you know, one of your close ones are using something, and hopefully they're not, and you know it's such and such, like, you're going to want to do something about it. So what's wrong with the cops doing their job, finding those people and removing them from your community? Because, I mean, your community is going to be a lot cleaner, healthier, hopefully, and everybody can be productive. You don't want nobody buying mm-hmm. drugs in your neighborhood. Right. Leads to crime. <laughs> drugs mm-hmm. lead to crime. <laughs> I guess it really just goes back to, like, go ahead, Jacob, what you about to say? So... I told you I got random times. I come up with random shit. That's fine. Here we go. Pew, pew. Okay. So when you're approaching like just any situation, whenever somebody like the victim or whoever called, whenever they're like ag- aggressive, does that automatically make that call harder? Of course. Okay. I mean, if you, if I come in here, say I was just coming in here to talk to you guys, you, you guys treated me with yell and disrespect you know, get the fuck out of here. Of course, that's going to heighten the situation, you know. Then if you guys are heightened, then I'm not going to sit here and be calm. What's that going to do for me? Right, I got to right. heighten my situation. Because you didn't took a temperature check. Like, it's real hot. Yeah, right. it's hot in here. Spicy. I got to get hot, too, you know. <laughs> you know, you, you got to, not to say you got to match the level of right. what's around you, but you, you got to because if you don't, they're, they're going to control that situation. You're not going to get nothing done if someone else controls the situation. Right, okay. You know? Yeah, you yeah. can't really get mad at officers for if you're responding there. to right, right, exactly. the energy that you're putting well, out. You know, that doesn't just, make sense. Like, I'm just saying, you never know. They could call the cops, and next thing you know, the five five minutes later, the situation can be diffused, and you still got the cops responding to the call. Right. So when they show up, then it's keep like, that same energy you had on the phone. Oh, oh no, not if it's high. You don't <laughs> want that. If you call, you can keep the oh, let them know. You no, can't. Okay, when they get there, just talk to them. Like, okay, everything is situated. Yeah. Not oh here go here go the pigs fuck them like I right know, exactly that's not needed though so so to rebuttal off that question is it worse for you to approach a situation with them already being hostile or to come into it it be cool for a second you know ten twenty minutes and then it get crazy uh that's a hard question I'm a chill dude so like like I said I just respond off what's going on but um I would say if they're already hostile to put it like that like for instance. Um, there was a shooting in the villa before, and it was well, we ride a two man unit, and this it was last summer. For some reason, this night it was jumping. It was a it was 120 people outside. So we wow. get there, two people were shot. Jesus. Um, in a car, and it was more or less like I didn't see people get shot. I didn't took people to the hospital and everything, you know. But this was like they were shot right then and there. No one was helping. You gotta you gotta act before EMTs get there, mm-hmm. and like. Everyone knows the villa, man. It's 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 hostile sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's wild. It might have been a block party or something. So that's what made it so worse. Like, if we just got there and people were just chilling, it'd have been cool. But we got there, there's 150 people outside screaming like, "This person got shot. This person got shot. Y'all ain't doing y'all jobs. We're not EMTs, you know. But we gotta, you know, put the pressure on the wounds. We gotta make sure everyone's okay. But EMTs have a lot more training than that, you know. But they're right, yeah. yelling at us in our ear to do this, to do that. But saying we not doing shit, but all this time this person been shot for two minutes. They not they haven't done shit to save that person's life, you right. know. So now two two questions now. One in a situation like that, how you said you were, you know, administering first aid and stuff yeah. like that. When people say, "Oh, you ain't doing stuff," do you ever snap back? Back? Did you do anything? Like, or is it? I guess is it against your job? Because I'm sure you get to the point to where it's like. You you criticizing me right. for basically administering first aid when you could at least try something. Right. Like, do you ever get that urge to be like, what the um, fuck are you doing? We we all get that urge. Uh, right. 
that's human nature. I mean, just Hell like yeah. even being competitive in sports, someone talk shit to you, you're going to talk shit back. Right, you know? right, right. Someone blow down on you, you're going to blow down back. So, like, yeah, in that situation, people were talking shit saying we ain't doing nothing. I said, you know, I, I was right back at him. Like, I just told you, y'all ain't doing shit. You know, y'all called us to save him, and they, they both survived. If y'all didn't call us, where would they be? You, you know, no one knows right now. So You got to think about that, too. That was during the pandemic. That was during summertime of the pandemic so yeah. everything was probably just more heightened right so I mean yeah that's understood but I mean he has very valid points like without oh, yeah. people gotta chill sometimes like I understand emotions run high but you can't be like spewing hate when somebody's doing you an extreme favor that's the thing like we're like naturally emotional creatures all of us extent. are you know you don't have to be either female or male like we're just emotional period so like if you have more control of your emotions you won't react to certain situations so quickly like if you know like i'm sure they have a do you guys do like a psych eval before like to get hired yeah yeah it's extensive it's like it's 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 really long you got to do a questionnaire which is like it, it's it takes a couple hours like 500 questions and you have wow. to go see a psychiatrist and that's they good. give you a, a psych eval and then a lot of people that's why a lot of people don't get hired because they fill their psych evals so not saying y'all crazy or anything. It's just y'all yeah, ain't equipped. Yeah, you're not equipped. So I mean, uh, I want to know how long like that psych evolve has been I w- I implemented to. Like, I want to see the questionnaire. No, just like no, me personally, I, I would like wanna... to see the questionnaire and see how I would do on it. You, well, you want to be a cop? No, I don't want. I would see how I would do. Blark. No, if anything, I would want to be an EMT. <laughs> Paul Blark. I see him on a if, scooter. If just anything, like... no, I would. <laughs> I much rather be an EMT. I've actually thought about it. Still might do. Yeah. Who knows? Do not put your mouth on my mouth. So I would get a mask. I would get a mask. Let me go. I'm already first aid certified. I would save your life if I had to. You know. This. I mean, if you had to save my life, save my life. But man, just try to keep it as G rated as possible. I'm gonna keep a note in my pocket. Like, don't no let Jacob fucking touch me. shit. <laughs> what you said? What, what was the question I stole you? Oh, yeah. but basically, like, just yeah, on a psych eval. Like, I just want to know because you guys are really like trauma prone. Like, you go into an officer, you're in there all those years. You see so much exposure. And like It kind of takes a toll On your It's a, it's a Has to be the Stressful job One of the have. most stressful Jobs it's to have tolling, Besides being like Tolling mentally Pretty much Right, right. So. Um. <laughs> <laughs> You see my face right now You don't think it take a toll Mentally when you're seeing Crazy shit A toll mentally Yeah it's On a normal of, cop This dude I know how saying, it depends on It depends who you are For real Right Because a lot of cops Like He tells me so many stories That it's I feel like it's on his part, it's not so much stressful. Yeah. It's just uh, like like he said, adrenaline and like this more mentally it's just, tiring. It's a, when when somebody says another day, another dollar, that's don't that shit is not the same when you when you a cop. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? that shit is different every single day. You can deal with somebody running down the street butt ass naked, and I done heard that about two or three times. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And then you got people where shit's really serious, and then well, you really gotta you know do your job as a cop and. Right. I mean, I hear Make you, decisions. but all that is traumatizing because an everyday human don't deal with that. The fact that you got to deal with that sometimes 40 hours a week, whether if it's like extreme or not, like you got listen to the stories. You <laughs> deal with somebody, but you could be on an emotional roller coaster throughout that's what like the rest of your career. And cause... then you got to keep yourself emotionally sound all the time, no matter like if it's down here or up here. You know what I mean? And, and that. And then be able to shut it off to have your personal life because you don't want to drag. Oh, we're not going yeah. to talk about that. It makes too much. But you know what I mean? Though? Yeah, I can like, only imagine you, what personal life is like. You got to find the line because it's like you don't want to 
bring your work life home with you, especially when you're on that emotional coaster right. all week. And you I'm can a, do it emotional sometimes. coaster. I'm What's a, up my. with you coming <laughs> up with all these words, man? man. So, okay, so like, I, I have my CDL. I'm a truck driver, right? So we yeah. deal with DOT, and we see the like state patrollers like on the highways, right? So one of our drivers got pulled over, and he felt like he was being attacked type of deal because like the way the officer was talking to him. But I'm like, maybe he was having a bad day. I don't know. He was like, no, I'm just. I don't like the way he was talking to me. You're like, you're naturally like, I don't know if it's like aggression or like you are being defensive. I'm like, just let him. He probably just wants to see, okay, everything's in line. You're good. You got to think some people just naturally get defensive. Yeah. But if you roll the window down, like, what the fuck do you want? Like, and some people just don't have social skills after a while. Exactly. But that is true though. Like I I see that a lot. Like, obviously like sometimes we'll be ripping and running all day, eight to 12 hours, getting calls back to back to back. Sometimes some officers come up to some calls and they'll be high-headed automatically, you know. But as you being a partner, you being cool with that person, you just tell them, you know, just take a step back, just chill out, you know, because it ain't that the call ain't as serious as it, you know, right. as you making it seem. Like so, how you said or whoever asked the question about um, situations being heightened when you get there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in the media, how they show some some cops do heighten that situation, even though the community ain't not heightening that situation. So, right. It is a mindset that that you got to be prepared for. Just to, that's why you get these social evals, these uh, psychological evals. Like mm-hmm. you got to be able to relax in times like when you're ripping and running and people on your ass and you got shit to do all day. You know you got to be able to just take a second. Every call is different. You can't take the last call just because you was mad at someone or someone got in your ass in the last call. Take it to this old lady's house and dog her for no reason. You know, right? So <laughs> like you got to leave that energy at the last call, yeah. bro. I got another question. You raise your hand like we in class, bro. Just bro, that's the best way I can get somebody's attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what you about to do? All right, go ahead. So have you ever ran into a situation to where you were off duty and you had to intervene in a situation? Intervene? Or, yeah, as like, in... like say you're off duty somewhere at a grocery store, just grocery shopping. Next thing you know, you see people just fist fighting over a piece of bread. But like actually get mad at each other and start a physical altercation. Have you, or would you, or are you trained to ever step in if you're off duty? Um, I'm gonna be honest. I, I mind my business really good, so that ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm off duty, bro. Guess, that's their okay. problem, you know. No, what I'm saying. I, I, like, I see what you're saying. And guess what? There's other people on duty to handle that. Yeah, they got <laughs> calls. Call right. Yeah, like I, I mind my business. Ain't got nothing to do with me. What if they have a gun? Uh, that that's really. Uh, or I may have to. I may have to step up. You know. Or situational thing. Wait, they in the grocery store fighting over bread or something? And then you pull out a gun. What type of bread is this, bro? You gonna get this glizzy over this wheat, bro? (laughs) I want wheat, not white. So, I mean... (laughs) I just see you right now in the aisle. I'm just saying, just like... Or a convention center. Is that better? I mean, not really, No, why would you want to be in a bigger situation with a gun? No, that's not better. Put it like this. I'm gonna mind my business. Because say I don't mind my business, I step in that situation, I get popped. Then... Jesus, you see, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, that's fair. I see what you're saying. Yeah, Officer Ivan Huff. Off duty cop, shot and killed. Trying to be a hero. Well, damn. Yeah. he will be remembered. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So not. I'm gonna keep Why it pushing. You have to man. say it like that though. <laughs> You'll get some though. sort of like, oh po- uh, you know, post award, yeah. like post death award. They always do stuff like that. You know, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't trying to get you killed, bro. I wasn't. You put yeah. them in that situation. Listen, I went from the you grocery store, find over bread <laughs> to a bigger situation. Like, all right. 
See what Crazy. you did there. Said not worth it. Nah, it ain't it ain't worth it, man. You off duty, be off duty. You know, right. do your right. thing. That's you are a civilian. Just, just live your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, because even now, like when I go out to like a bar, like Cleveland or something, like I'll see an officer. They'll be like in the bar area. Like I just say, like, you having a good day today? You good? You want anything to drink? Like they'll just be like, I'm good. Fine, right. just patrolling the scene. Like okay. Right. But if I were to be more aggressive, when I see them, like, oh yeah, Muggle. twelve here. It's like, like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like you gotta stop. They gotta. We have to teach people to not put out so much negative energy towards officers. Common right. courtesy. We just have just to because be. what we see on the media isn't actually what it is. That's literally one side. Like there's multiple sides. Like we were talking about this before the podcast. The whole situation with the 16 year old. Mm. Like some people feel that the officer didn't do his job. Some people said he used excessive force. So it's like for you, you you understand that he did his job. I we all, or I think we're all in agreement. We're like, we understand that he yeah. had to do what he had to do. Wish it would have been a taser, but because of the situation, like the knife situation, yeah, I don't know. And, and like I explained to him earlier, a taser. So that that uh, the saying you you don't pull up to a, a gunfight with a knife, correct? Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta match you gotta match the threat. You know, a taser. Like I told him. Uh, you gotta hit, get a good hit on a person for a taser to drop somebody. And just a quick intervene: a knife and a taser. A taser can be non-lethal. Like yes, in rare situations, it may kill somebody, but it's super rare. Mm-hmm. But a knife is known as a lethal weapon. It can only poke and make you bleed. Exactly. Tasers so, can't make you bleed unless it's like super high voltage. Say he did tase that that uh, young girl, mm-hmm. and it didn't work. Then that other girl would have got stabbed. No one knows how many times. That mm-hmm. life could have been lost. It's sad that that her life was lost too. But you got to think like you can't you can't pull up you can't you can't pull up to a deadly threat yeah. with less a less lethal weapon if that makes sense. No, that makes sense though. That That's makes, what I'm like. That makes sense. Yeah, because I feel like Americans need to be trained on how to carry guns. We have like a, this big issue with just guns in general, not just cops using them, but like people just having weapons and not having the proper trainings, proper psych eval. To when to use your weapon, right? I, I would never own a gun. I'd rather have a pupper, pepper pellet gun. You're such a pacifist. A what? We'll get you, you never a, heard we'll of get you a slingshot. A so it looks like a gun, no, but it kills. You can't get it. And that's what gets people killed right there. But it's he ain't ready for you know what I'm saying? So, so, but no, I'm just saying from my house. <laughs> I'll get to that. Just, just it's like a paintball, but it's filled with pepper spray, and you just if somebody breaks into your house, oh, pepper ball gun. Yes, a pepper ball gun. We use those. So yeah. they're they're uh they're pretty good. Uh, they'll drop you too because their paintballs filled with with pepper spray. Right, right. Or OC. Um, so they'll and they they hit pretty active. They'll they'll sting and stuff like that. So that's what um, I said for my house. If I ever like needed something to protect me and my family, I would invest in one. Okay, shit now like I'm gonna that. put you in the situation. Yeah. Say if like that person that. comes in, you hit them with that, but they got a gun in their hand and they just start firing off in the house because well, they're I like. Can. You know what I mean? That, ah! Like I said, <laughs> like that. They're trying to protect themselves. Killed. You know what I mean? And then they hit you. Or I ain't even gonna say it. I no, no, that's. That I understand I where you're coming it. from, but I think I myself would have the awareness of if I hit this person, if I'm a good shot. I know that's a lot of ifs. I can get down him and take him down. I was gonna say because I would do anything to protect my family. If it was a fifth, it, we all be drunk. But I, but, but listen, I do understand no. where you're gonna come from. Listen, though. here's the problem. That's what I'm saying. So if I pull up. And you, you come out with that. How am I going to distinguish right away if that's a real gun or not a no, real I'm gun? No, I'm saying if my house is ever intact. That's I'm not, not what I'm saying. So if you if you were to call the police and now 
you that your altercation escalated outside and you hypothetically walked outside with that barreling down how am i supposed to you know, i'm sorry how am i supposed to distinguish if he's really about to really shoot this dude and kill him or he's got a, he's got it, that type of gun cuz you can get one that's bright yellow and obviously i would have the awareness to if i see a cop i'm i'm going to go down to the ground i'm not going to that's not what i in the heat of the moment, if you're running out the steps and you're not looking left, is the cops coming? No. You're, I'm pretty sure I would see shoot. red and blue As lights dad, coming down the street. you a predator. Stop threat. You Thank better. You. Thank I would you. stop I threat. So you wouldn't see the light in the red and blue flashes. You would just see what you were focused on, and that's that person. But yeah, it's going to be like in a, a situation, nobody <laughs> would know what I see or not see. I'm walking out yeah. doing my Denzel Washington. I guess you never really know until you're in a you, Exactly. You would never know what I can or cannot see in a situation until that situation occurs. Because you asked the question. I know. So, I'm yeah. saying I'm an aware enough person to where I believe in my own instincts that I would be aware enough in that situation to not put myself in harm's way to have the cops mistake that it's a gun. Jacob is going to find every situation you're, and have the most least violence. Because like I said, he I'm did. acting off instinct right now and you're trying He's to give pacifist. me... Right, and you're yes. trying to give me what you would think of. You're not thinking in the think of the, the thought of the moment. You're not. You are in it's acting. That's you're, you're in a fight or flight situation. So you can't... You, you can say you, I, you would think about it, but you but, wouldn't. And, and, so and that's what you and, would and, fall and, back here's on. Here's what Gabe is saying too, because I mean, I've known you long enough. You've never been in a real enough fight to know the adrenaline of like a threat you need situation. to do something right now like oh because, let me think about yeah, doing this when something's and in front of you it. and you have adrenaline usually you're either blacked out or you're just focused on stopping that target to to my defense though granted i've never been in a fighting situation but i've been in situations to where i've had people have dropped seizures in front of me and i gotta catch them to make sure they don't hurt themselves so that's me being ready to catch a 300 pound man that i used to work with that's not the same. Well, my, yeah. Do you no, see I'm us saying, both I'm, shaking our head? No. I'm saying it's different. The but that you is just like said, having to be Spider-Man and but saving you, somebody. But you just like, said. I understand that. That's but instinct. You too. just said, I never had my adrenaline to where I had to be no, aware. In a fight. No, I said not a fight. I no, said it wasn't so a fight. So, again, you're trying to go around what we're saying I'm in the most you. respectfully way manner. And I'm asking it and straight in, in instinct perspective. I think. To a certain extent, I would have the awareness. That's all that I'm saying. I'm just saying. I could be, and I could be wrong, but I think I know myself well enough to a certain point, I would have some sort of certain awareness. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I don't know. Jake. I, I, that's, that's a that's better answer than going around okay. doing da 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 da. That's all that I'm saying. Okay. We gonna have to get you in a box. Here, here's what I gotta say. You need to, to, get, you need to feel that right. energy of yeah. being locked in on a target. You haven't had that. Somebody hit him one time or something. You gotta feel, you quick, know, that so, emotion. Real quick. So, have you been to a gun range at all? No. Will you go to a gun? Have you ever shot a gun? Yeah. No. No. Will you ever? I mean, I I have nothing against guns. I have nothing against them. I myself never want to shoot one. Do you not want that experience? You don't want to shoot one. You don't want to bring in that energy. My brother, my brother did some shit when he was drunk one night when I was watching his kids, and it just from that point, I don't, I don't, I don't. You were traumatized pretty much. I don't want to touch it. I don't. And I feel it when people are traumatized. Like my grandfather and uncles have hunt and shit. Like I have no problem with that. People that have one to protect their house, like I don't, I don't have an issue with it. But for me, myself, my personally, no. That's why I would have a pepper pellet gun instead of a real gun. I'm just telling you now. You remind me of the pastor off of The Walking Dead. He refused to do. <laughs> <laughs> he refused to do anything but pray. Man, he kept getting lucky, but he went blind. See, that did happen. No, no. Just to go back to you though, Ivan. Uh, you were in the police academy, right? Yes, sir. Went through LCC? 
if I'm, yeah. if I'm correct. I remember seeing you at the college. Like, okay, yeah. that's what's up. So in that experience, though, like, how was it being a minority in that, like, academy and just the academy in general? Like, Yeah, what was that process like? Yeah. Uh, at LC, so it was only me and my dude, John Brown, which worked at Leary, too. He's another black dude. Uh, we are the only two black people in the class. But so. Proud of y'all. Mm-hmm. It's it's an experience, but like then you, you can go out to Cleveland's academy, and I was there's a bunch of black people, you know. So different places you're gonna get different ethnicities group. But like for instance, not to throw no one on the bus, like some people, they're like I t- like I, that's my word, not in tune with society. We had a, a guy that we got hired with. Uh, I'm not gonna say his name, but he doesn't work here no more. But me and John were he was 21. Me and John were the first black people he ever met in real life. Wow. And he wanted to be a cop in Illyria, so and obviously he didn't. He don't. He don't work there no more, so it didn't really work out for him. Um, so like, where you at? Where you depends where like you come from. Talking about too. That really boggles my mind still to this day. Like how some people have been so sheltered, and that's shame on their parents, not yeah. their fault. But like how they've never seen a person of color or melon like, mm-hmm. and the culture shock you get from that to ain't me, good. To me, that yeah, parent failed. Not. Uh, to me, that parent failed. If your child is not exposed to anything, then you automatically set that child up to fail because you did not expose them to today's nature and to today's society. That's I mean, why, even with you, you just said it yourself. Your exposure. So if Parker go, grows up, you got a pepper pellet, whatever it is. He, what if he wants to have a gun? Oh, that, that's actually a good question. Then what? I would allow him. Like if he got of age and he wanted to have a gun. He can have a gun. Wanna know why? I'm not him and he's not me. Because he okay. doesn't he point. doesn't have to have Great the same point. beliefs as I do. I'm gonna break my, this down. My job as a parent is right, to guide. Is to guide mm-hmm. and educate and give him knowledge that I know. You know what he could do with all three of those? Take it and go his own direction. But my job is to make sure my son is straight. Yep. That's all. I At the end it. of the day, that's my job as a father. So just kid, like Taylor. Okay. My job is to have her straight. To get her to what she needs help with, what she doesn't understand anything. I'm right now. I'm teaching her how to drive. I'm trying to teach a teenager how to be a safe driver on the street. Like I said, parenting is all. All you're trying to do is perfect the art of winging it. That's all you're doing. You're winging and it every day. No parent will sense. ever be perfect <laughs> because you are going to make. You're going to mis- make mistakes all the time. I'm I make mistakes recently. I yell too much at Parker. That's shame on me. Man, I, I feel ne- that way recently. I too. never wanted to be that parent. I'm learning how to adjust. Because Shantz even said, babe, you're yelling too much. Why? I'm like, you gotta have pa- You got to have patience. I got to have Kids patience. are little assholes. They know that, yes, too. They're two they know it themselves. They're like, no, nah, I believe them, look, man. I'm going to I believe them. At two, watch out. You're going to be like, what the fuck did I get myself into? <laughs> but you got a baby? Yeah, I just had one in March. Dad life. But yeah, that's that's my job as a parent. Boy. is to make sure I give them the tools to succeed Ezra. and give them the knowledge I know and to protect them. They don't want to take... If he... Him or Taylor don't want to take the knowledge I give them. That's fine. At least I know I did my part. But I'm just saying because kids are like sponges, like I said oh, earlier. Yeah. They take in everything, and bro. They want to see stuff, and then this will happen to see that weapon in the home. Kids are naturally going to go towards it. Oh, I'm what not, is this? Oh no, I would lock it up, bro. Okay, gun safe. Uh, yeah, I'm not no dummy. Okay. Well, to get back to Ivan. <laughs> yep. I guess this is a two part question. Oh, What's up? Sure. Is there any stories that you would like to tell us? Like any more? Because you've been giving us, like, you know, giving and us And or is there any questions you would like to ask us from your point of view? Well, if, hypothetically from a story or not. Well, for my, my main question was to you guys was the, the knife situation. Um, and you guys all answered accordingly that y'all think the officer did the right thing. So, I mean, 
another question I would have, just like this happened in Chicago. I don't know the, the means of the story. I just know a 13-year-old kid had a gun, mm. and they shot and killed him. So I mm. want to know, I'm going to put it like this, uh, like I touched you. Uh, I'm going to change the story a little bit. Like I said, I don't know their exact story, but say you are an officer, 13-year-old kid has a gun, okay. a, a kid in general, points a gun at you. What are you going to do? Mm. He's 13. Mm. And he's pointing at... Uh, he's, you want me to answer first? Or, I mean, uh, I said, can I ask just one intangible question? Because to me, this is very important. When the officer pulled up, what was just just give me the temperature check like what, so what, what was it like? from what i read on the chicago stuff like i said i don't i don't know exactly the whole story okay um but they so went this to is a no shots. definitive answer we need more details yeah, okay. they went to a shots fired call and it was a 13 year old okay and his cousin i don't know how old the cousin was the cousin survived um but it's 13 year old shots fired shots fired call obviously means shots have been fired already right. so that 13 year old and he hit already. somebody already no he's just shooting a gun outside uh, okay um oh okay mm. so and you pull up a thirteen-year-old. You pull shirt. up, thirteen-year-old kid. Okay, I pull up. You pull up, thirteen-year-old kid. He runs obviously because he has a gun. Oh, not, not supposed to have a gun. You chase him as an officer. He turns around, pull, points a gun at you. What do and, you do? Oh man! And the thing is, you know, and rest in peace to that little boy because you know what? He was young. He didn't know what he was doing. But at the end of the day, I feel like because just like any other human being, you're trying to always bail yourself out when you know you're in trouble. Right. And his only option at that point was to kill the officer because he didn't want to go to jail. He knew he was going to get in trouble. And unfortunately, his life was taken due to the decisions he was making because that officer could have also lost his life. His family would have lost him. So unfortunately, I, you know, this is going to sound crazy. I believe he made the right decision. And again, and, it, and, and it's not to blame the little boy. Right. From what I hear, the little boy was just knew he was in trouble and tried to bail himself out. But the officer shouldn't lose his life because somebody wants to bail themselves out of trouble. Right. I don't believe in that. And, and like I said, I don't know the total story, but that was my little spinoff for you guys. Y'all question for was a question for you guys. Of so I imagine this is this is who Jacob seen in the store arguing over bread. So um, <laughs> I would think um, no. In that situation, I really would. I mean, it's your life or mine. Exactly, I, and that's the problem because it's just gonna kind of sound bad, but yes. When, if they knew coming into the situation it was a 13 year old kid it makes this a little bit different but if you just come to a report with shots fired then you have to understand you have to come in with a little bit more aggression because it, somebody's already shot a gun at, at somebody or just in general and then like you said he made a decision to run off and you know, be chased and point back so if you want to play this I mean, it's a 13-year-old kid. You want to be a grown person. You have to understand, even if you were to shoot that gun and hit him and not hit the cop and the, and the cop shoots you and not hit you, that's a, that's a whole other shit show that in, in itself. Right. And if you do live, you just, you know, you you just add, you just added way more, you know, violence and mm-hmm. made the situation 10 times worse. So, I right. mean, he... And who's to say that kid was, and, and, and this is about to sound crazy because we always heard this growing up, who knows if that kid was exposed to Grand Theft Auto? Mm-hmm. Because it had he all, no, we already know what Grand Theft Auto is. And when the cops come after you, what's, again, the one way to get away from the cops if you're yeah. cornered in. This is no knock on Grand Theft Auto. Right, and this no, is not a not knock on the little boy. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not I'm not speaking down on him. And Rest in power to him. When you're, have you, has anybody ever put a gun at you? Pointed a gun at yes. me? Um, 
It's a hard question. I told Gabe about a chase that I had where I chased a dude. He got out with a gun and took off running. The, the way he was, where the chase ended, he passed this alley that led to his house. Okay. So, but he goes for his car. So it, he kind of, like I said, he passed the alley. So, which means he had a double bag. Right. And I was already behind him. So he got out with the gun, started running like this towards me. Okay. So I pulled my gun out, but he dropped it. Okay. And he took off, and he took off running, and I took off, chased him. So because the question I ask is this: in that situation, if I'm able to see if the finger's not on the trigger, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you're not gonna see that. Okay, see that. Okay, then yes, he's losing his life, unfortunately. Because you if see what I was saying. Because about if his finger was on the trigger, the I would delicate way to because I it, feel like there's any way to talk to anybody. Because that's just that's this of me. dude just pointed that's a gun at you and he started running. What is there to talk about? No, answer my question. What is there to talk about? He's gonna stop and be like, hold on, wait. Is his finger okay? No, listen. Yeah, like no, no. I'm asking you a question. Not I'm not. Don't rebuttal off his. I asked you a question. Okay, what's your question? If I point a gun at you and start running, what are you going to do? But how he said, the no, kid was, you're, I'm going no, off the no, situation he no, presented. That's yeah, I'm, I'm and doing. I'm not. I'm talking about me and you. Okay. This situation between okay. me and you. Okay. If I point a gun at you. Okay. Right here, right now. And then I just start running and you got a gun, what are you going to do? I'm shooting you. Uh, okay, then. But how he asked No, me, see, no, don't. He said he was running away and then he turned around. My only thing was if you could see the finger on a trigger and he said you cannot see that in a situation like that, then I would unfortunately shoot him. Even That's if all you I'm could saying. see a, a finger on a trigger and say say it's a standstill, say, you know. It's if a, you see his off. finger on a trigger, it might be too late. My thing is he yeah. said he ran from him. So at that point, he didn't have his hand on the gun. But when he doubled back, you have to understand, and this is what I understand being in his shoes. If somebody's running back at me and they have a gun, it is only right for me to put my hand on my gun and he said he seen him drop it thankfully so right, he right. needed to pursue him but like if he didn't drop it I might have fired you know what I mean you're right, because you're you don't right. know if he's doubling saying. back to you know hopefully eliminate you so he can't get away you don't know you know right. you're you have to make the best necessary risk for your own life as an it, officer I feel like no and I get that I wasn't you always to have to be accountable but you have to be able to tell the story tell it straight to me be accountable and people have to understand you have to be responsible as a civilian not to make that officer feel in danger. Oh yeah, and just as a person, if someone pulls a gun out you, a gun out on you, no matter if they have the finger on the trigger or you can see their fingers off the trigger, the gun's already out pointing at you. They they made their decision. They made okay. they they hype, they saying. hype in that threat to, you know, they're not they're not pulling the gun out to. To you know, show you, to shoot you in the foot, you I know. Hey, man, this is the 40s. You know, I got the whole. No, I, <laughs> I'm, not I, doing that, I'm here to negotiate my I, getaway. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I you know what I'm saying? Like, no. even if you're in the no. street, you know, someone pull a gun out on you, they point it out for a reason. You know, no matter if their hands on the trigger, no matter right. what you see, the, the gun's you're not out. Looking the, at that. The, the barrel's looking at pointed. Barrel. Yeah, the barrel's right. pointed at you already. The threat's there. He 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 got his mind made up. You know. Why do you think people say I'm about to either air it out or I'm about to go pop the trunk? They ain't saying that for fun. That is not for fun. Yeah, that's not for fun. So, sound it don't even mean to be sound so cool. Like, you had a, you had a part. You hear that? You gonna stay around? And be like, listen, I want to see what's in this trunk. Right? No, no. He ain't <laughs> not can can I see it? You got fireworks for you though. In this trunk. Yeah. No, you're not doing it. You got fireworks that go uh, horizontal. They don't go vertical. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, this is circle back to this. It's in a fight or flight situation. That's what that situation was with that 13 year old boy. So. I mean, it's wrong that he had to be killed, but right. that, that was the energy he brought. So, And I think that sometimes the situation, like, 
it's either you or me. And people understand at the end of the day, you got somewhere to be when, yeah, when you get you off. Go you, just, you just had a son. Right. And you're not going to let somebody take your life away from your son when you're trying to, why you're there is to provide for him mm-hmm. and do whatever you can do to make sure that he's going to be okay exactly. and take care of you when you get older. Right. And, and, you know, some people, you know, you're out here living carelessly and recklessly and you don't have no responsibilities. Right. And, and, and your accountability mm-hmm. for your actions on what you do on a daily basis. And some people understand, I got, I got, I got you know, I don't want to pay these bills, but hey, you're held right. accountable. You know what I mean? Right. right. <laughs> and like I said, you um, stuff happens so quick. You you got a moment to think of stuff. Like mm-hmm. maybe not even, a, not even a moment. moment. And my thing is, and I live, and I live by an extreme mantra called "adapt or die." And but when I say that, to me, I try to adapt as best I as I can to any situation. I'm not like Jacob to where I'll keep it peaceful because I understand there's many possibilities that can be out there. But if it boils down to a me and you, and again, I live by adapt or die, in any situation, I'm always going to choose me over the next person because I refuse to die. Because if I choose you, I'm choosing death. And I always refuse to choose die over adapt. I'm going to adapt to the best. Yeah, so sometimes, I mean, the best way to respond to violence is violence. Right. I, and, I, and I realize that. But I, that me as I am, we can I'm, a, I'm always going to go to the 10th degree to try to be passive until I realize, yeah, I understand. Then it's too late. No, that's fair. You. That's something I have to be better about I was because say, I'm a believer. Have fallen to being too passive and saying, "Nah, they ain't gonna." Do you know that me. Shit. I believe show in, up in the middle of the night. Like, <laughs> God damn, man, these uh-huh. niggas ain't here. Yeah, <laughs> I like can't be passive. Yin yang. Bad happens and good, and good happens to bad. Like I, I understand that. I just have to realize, maybe not be so passive to the tenth level. Maybe be passive to like the fifth level. Jacob, as um, you know the game of chess, right? Yeah, I can beat you in it. Well, no, can't. And how do you win? My thing is by making moves, okay? Moves. You got to think moves ahead. And then my thing is now, say if you're pay- playing chess and you're being passive, and you know what? I'm going to skip my turn. If you skip your turn so much, eventually they're going to get right. checkmate. Right. You got to make sure you get them first. Okay. And stay 10 steps like that. ahead. That's why I said how I, do you win. I appreciate that analogy because that helps me understand things more. Because I'm saying I understand you want to be passive, but that's like being in a chess game and saying, you know what, go ahead. You can make another move. Gotcha. Keep making moves on me until you know what you put me in an uncomfortable situation, but then you it's can't. It's too move late nothing. for me to do anything. Exactly. Once you move, exactly, and, and that's the thing with cops. Out. Cops are uh, responsive. You know, you, you got to respond to what is given to you. You know, we're not. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. I go to a call. Those people already know what's going to happen. I'm the new guy in the call. You know, like you guys are arguing. I just got here. I don't know what y'all arguing about. Right. I don't know what y'all mindset is. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, I'm bringing this in again. Stuff happened so quick in the moment. Two days ago was my first day back to work because, I, like I said, I just had a baby. Uh, we made a traffic stop. Uh, there was a purse on the ground. There was two guys, two guys in the driver's seat. There was a purse on the ground. Uh, I work night, so obviously the lighting is poor already. You got a flashlight or whatever. Right. Uh, in the purse, I can see. I know Jacob. You said you don't mess with guns, but everyone everyone's seen a gun before. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. I've, uh, seen, I've seen a gun and I've held one and I loaded one, but so. He's chilling. Just never shot it. I didn't, I didn't like it. He's chilling he in the heart. passenger seat, and uh, <laughs> this is where every situation is different. In, mm-hmm. in the On the floor, I can see the purse, and I can see the sights of a gun okay. right on the floor. Right. So there's two ways to handle it. You can, you can draw on a person and heighten that situation, but I simply said, I said, I, I'm going to say what I said. I said, get the fuck out the car, and he listened. You know, 
And you had every but, right to say that. Yeah, right. you don't know what his next move going to be. Exactly. But if he didn't listen, then that situation could have escalated. Yeah, right, right. But then once I got him out the car, opened the purse, it's just a BB gun with the with the tip cut off. Okay. So shit's See, dangerous. That's you know? the difference right, right there. Right, right, right. Yeah, and my so. cousin almost got shot over that when he was seven years old when his mom was in the shop. Like, he was pointing around a BB gun that somebody, like his friend spray painted, actually. And, like, you know, mm-hmm. he was pointing it around. And thankfully, the cop just told him to get on the ground. He just pointed the gun and said, get on the ground. And it ended peacefully, thank goodness. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just, you, you got to respond to what's given to you. I mean, you, you got split sections of things. You know, I'm not going to ask that man, hey, is that a BB gun in there? No, you know, like, and then. then Where'd you get that? You want to yeah, see? Where'd you get that gun in your yeah. purse? You know, and then, you know, as a, as a response thing to human nature, which I went through this, like, my first year of being a cop, like, actually, like, my first couple months. Um, I asked a guy if he had a gun. I, it was a call where I knew a guy had shot a gun like uh, two days ago. I pulled him over. I seen him. I was like, you got a gun on you? And I think as human nature, like if I say, Gabe, you got your phone on you? You're going to be like, yeah, right here. And he was he was a younger dude. So I said, you got a gun on him. He reached in his pocket and he went to go pull it out. But he didn't. He never, you know, pulled it and, and uh, pointed at me. And then he just took off, took off in the car. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I learned. Like, I'm not going to be like, hey. Is that a gun? You know, because then that person gonna reach for it. You know, just off right, human right, nature, right. and, and then cop, that's dangerous. You know, mm-hmm. then that that could escalate. He reached for a gun. I don't know, it's a BB gun, but in this first situation, it was a real gun actually. But two nights ago, it was a BB gun. He reached for that BB gun. I can't see it's a BB gun. All, All I right. see is the sights of a sights of a pistol, and then you go from there. And I feel like as a cop, you can never play naive. You can never play. Oh, you know what's that? You have to be clear cut, direct. Like, what is this? Yeah. Ain't no stepping around no bush or egg shit. At the end of the day, man, you got to protect your peace by any means necessary. You got to protect right. your oh, kingdom. And you know what? Yeah. I actually, you know what, drew up that last question, and I really do want to hear your answer. Has your upbringing, like in our neighborhood, because we grew up down the street from each other, has that allowed you to understand the people you serve better, like when you go out to calls and stuff like that, like being from our neighborhood? <laughs> so now, like, that you're a cop, like, is it easier to, like, you know, relate to your community and stuff? Super easy, man. It, it, it makes it so much better down from around here. Because, one, you see people you went to high school with, like, mm-hmm. like uh, Jacob said, when I was back in training, I seen him get in a car accident, you know, and I responded to it. Um, so you get, you can, like, people will say stuff out here in Elyria that I'll know of, but like other officers, are like, what does that mean? You know, what I'm saying, like, or I'll know some people that uh, they don't know just because I'm from around here, you know. So it, it's a blessing that I grew up around here in this community. That's why people ask me, like, why'd you work so close to home? Because I can understand what's around here. He can I be can, like a cattle, like the glue. Huh? No. The glue. Yeah. I, I literally said this. I'm like, I wish more officers would want to patrol their own community because yeah. it would be more comfortable with the citizens. Like, we know who he is. Like, somebody you think that's had, like going crazy on the street, he's just having an episode. Call mm-hmm. his mom to come get him. Right. Instead of just attacking, like, oh, I don't know what this guy's going to do. So you just. Exactly. Right. Build that report. You build that report with that community. Right. And I Makes loved sense. your answer, actually, because, I mean, it backs up what I said at the beginning of the episode. That's why I want, you know, more black people to be cops and people from their own community to be cops and police their own right. community. I understand the intangible dangers that can come with it, depending on what a threat may do right. to your family or certain situations. But for the most part, I believe when you are raised in a community, it helps you better understand the people around there. And like you said, and say if there's a cop not from around here, right. you can bring him up to speed real fast, and hopefully he can build his own rapport with the community exactly. and everything can be 
Cool. Exactly. And it's about rapport, man. Like, I could, if, like you say, you adapt or you die, you know, I, I wouldn't want to go to Houston and be a cop because I don't know nobody in Houston. I don't know how they work. The lingo, the you body know, yeah, language. I don't know nothing, you know, nothing. but out here, I know it because I've been around it. I, I didn't grew up out here. I didn't see everybody out here, you know. Like, for instance, two nights ago, we pulled over someone. Uh, I was on the, I was the back of Boston, so I didn't really, it's, I seen who was in the car, but I didn't really like, I couldn't really see the driver's face because I wasn't, I was worried about, you know, their movements and everything. So they got, he, the officer got his ID and I heard them talking. I looked in there and it was someone I knew. I was like, oh shit, I heard your voice. You know, and I looked at the officer, I said, they're good. You know, I went to school with them, you know. And that's dope. So exactly. So it's like, it ain't nothing to worry about. You know, I know these people, I went to school with these people, kicked it with these people. Ain't nothing. We, we're, they're, we're about to be about our business. We're out here. Actually, I can't ask you this question. I'm here, so. You can ask me whatever you want. Man. Is it a delicate, delicate uh, question uh, you want to ask? No, me? sometimes. How heavy is the gun? <laughs> How many bullets do you put in? It? I've held a gun before. Shut up! Don't. All right, man, I'm just, How about this? I, just ask it. If I can't answer, it, I'll answer it later. I just want to. There we go. Do you live in Lurie still, or do you live in where? I live in Lurie. Okay. See, and I was actually saying that, like, you know, you touched on something important. I forgot who I was talking to. And that's why, because I've always thought about living out of state or moving somewhere eventually. And I don't mm -hmm. know why, but there's something weird to me about going somewhere. And like you said, like, I'm going to have to learn people's mannerisms. Like, if I go to Houston, I don't know what funny acting is like. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because it's just different down there. I Like, you know, there's a lot of body language that just tells something. But, you know, I don't know when somebody being smart aleck. I don't right. know when somebody being genuine or just trying to be a mischievous and, like, you know, mislead me. So it's always weird that's why i agree with you i wouldn't want to be a cop in a different community because exactly. i don't know how nobody operate and just for like a little silly like uh example one of my one of my good dudes is a cop but he's he's from out here but he's like from uh where is he from he went to fireless mm -hmm. but this one dude you know out here i say you're trying to catch the smoke what am i talking about I'm trying to catch these fights. Hands. Fights, exactly. Yeah. Some action. So much. there's a there's action a dude Jackson. out here we deal with all the time, but they out there they call smoke cigarettes. And this dude smokes cigarettes all the time. And he said, and my dude, he's like, we want to catch smoke before we take you take you out to the. We had to take him to Cleveland, and he got he got hot headed fight real quick because he you know out here smoke. He's like, oh y'all trying to you know yeah. the officer y'all about to beat me up. You know? <laughs> and he's like, no, like you want a cigarette? And he's like, oh yeah, I'll take a cigarette. <laughs> you know, it's just like that, like just lingo, just little stuff like that matters. You know. I was actually gonna touch on that next because you you put it in a cop version, but I was gonna say like, what if you're out on the street and you hear like a criminal use a lingo and like if you thinking it mean one thing because like you maybe heard it before from where you from, but it means something completely different from where they right. from, and it's something completely you know the situation is different. Exactly. Pretty much, so. communication I, matters. Communication man. is key. Just having having a clear matters. message, man. It really is so much insanity and humanity. I feel like it separates families, and we got to stop like all the insanity in the world. We got to really just like slow down and really just yeah understand the message. How about this? Slow down insanity, enhance transparency. Mm. I like that better. That makes sense, right? That was that light bulb. Jacob, you it look was. so confused. Though, <laughs> no, bro. that was like, a good one. I liked it. All right, man. Don't come at me. I'm having bro. to slow it down for you, though. But oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's been a delight having I been on this episode, you know? So, I appreciate uh, it. Hold on, real quick, real quick. You know who, Jacob? Remind me of Cuba Gooden Jr. off of uh, <laughs> <laughs> when he got in the car with Ice Cube and all of them. And uh -huh. he thought he was down the ride, but he really wasn't there to drop him off. He's like, drop me off, man. Slow down. Boys the in the hood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. had to put that out Before there. Before we go out, though, Clifton. 
you just give us a, a gem of the day. You know? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Hold on, let me find you. Real well, even before your gem, mm-hmm. Ivan, any message you want to just you know put out into the world or to officers that want like people who want to inspire to be an officer? Any like advice you can give them? It's only advice for definitely for young kids, man. Because like I said, I gave a a, a little seminar at elementary school, and a lot of African American kids was like believing what they seen in the media, and they're like third grade, fourth grade, and they're like, That's they didn't, wanna, yep. they didn't even want to hear us out at first, but at the end of what me and my dude, John Brown, had to say, they was asking us for stickers and mm-hmm. everything like that. So for the young people, man, just to get out there and go talk to officers, man. Some officers, you guys are right. Like, you guys just seem to try all of that uh, Minneapolis shit. Yeah, the Chauvin guy. Some some officers are fucked up, you know, but most officers are just people, man. I'm, I'm a, just a dude from Loring, you know. Trying to make it home. Exactly, trying to make it home. So, I mean, I say just... Just, just get more educated about certain situations before you assume what officers are doing. They're doing bad things, but other than that, man, this job's a blessing. It's one of the funnest jobs. Like Gabe said, it's you, you do something different every day. Uh, that's what I love to do. So I mean, to everybody, just make it home safe. At the end of the day, you know. There you go. There you go. That's love, man. And I got two for you today because I really like this with the whole accountability episode. I feel like these two quotes I found earlier really do stick with the whole accountability idea. Uh-huh. It is better to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. Mm. And the other one is, I am not a product of my circumstances. I am a product of my decisions. I like that. So be accountable. Yeah, be accountable. Heavy, heavy, heavy gem decisions. Right you want to introduce us to wrap Ooh. up this episode? Who? You. Ooh-hoo. I'm Oz. What up to the people? I go by Oz. We got Gabe. Say what's up. What's good? What's Quit. good? Hey, and we do this backwards now? Kind of random. Yeah, it's right. different. We did different the last vibe. episode like this, but we're going to close this out with the Glizzy Guzzler. Gl- gl- <laughs> Hi, Mom. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to IOU Podcast, where you can reach us on Spotify, Apple, Podbean, YouTube, um, and our Gmail is IOUPodcast440, and this has been a great episode with my boys, and stay tuned for next week, and God bless.